Dave and Bacon Safety Tales, the only industrial safety podcast that brings you common sense advice on job site safety, standards, regulations, and industry best practices without putting you to sleep. All right, we're back again. Welcome to Dave and Bacon Safety Tales. We're bringing you the real unfiltered safety advice for everything you do at at work. Yep. I know you've been anxiously waiting well, you for should, us to return. You should, you should probably try to be safe at home, too, because, I mean, there's uh, a lot of stuff that goes on at home, too. It's factual. Yeah. Maybe take a pair of safety glasses home with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some earplugs. Yeah, probably out wouldn't there hacking down a tree. Yeah, I don't think they'll get too bent out of shape if, you know, you, you take a pair of safety glasses and try to keep your eyesight, because you probably, most people need that for their job. Yeah. Once again, uh, Fred Redunzel, Dave White with Quad City Safety. Um, you can definitely reach out to us on all of our social media platforms. So if you guys got questions or comments or anything productive to talk about or non-productive to talk about, uh, you can definitely reach out to us there. So this week, uh, we're switching gears and classes in session. Class one, two, three, high visibility is what we're talking about. Can be pretty boring, but there is something to it. Better weather is around the corner as we record. We, we're still probably, probably snow. It's the winter that will not ever end. Yeah. As we say. Let's see here. It is the 16th and there's, of April and there's snow on the ground. Yeah. I've lived in Iowa for 23 years and the latest I remember is the 19th. Of April? Seeing, seeing it snow. Did you? And I don't remember it actually being on the ground. I remember just watching it like snow and going, holy crap, it's snowing and it's April. Yeah. So, no, this is on the ground. So. Yeah, that's... I was thinking earlier, like, I played tennis in high school. I know yeah. you played... You were a, yeah. a netter, too. Yeah. Or a cager. Did they call you a cager? It, no, that's basketball. I don't know. Anyways, so played tennis, and I was thinking, like, we were about halfway through the season, if I remember at this point. We would have had to have already... I feel like the season ended in, like, the... I think I, when I went to state, it was, like, the middle of May... So that was like the very end of the season. Our, so regular season would have ended the start of May. Almost what I had to. So you gotta be, you gotta be in the middle of the season. So what do you, what do you do? You got or running track and field and trying to run out hurdles in six inches of snow. Yeah, our tennis coach was uh, Mr. Cope. He yep. was he was like four hundred pounds. So he would he would basically pull up and uh, roll down his window and throw like three or four sleeves of tennis balls out into the grass and we. So that's that's how good our coach was. Yeah, quality. There's not not real good uh, tennis coaches in Kentucky. Let's ten, go there. uh, there's not a ton in Iowa either. <laughs> Usually the tennis coach is like, all right, I'm gonna do that for like six, seven weeks, and I can get yeah. paid this. Yeah, yeah. And all right, well, I also do uh, golf in the in the fall, but we'll do tennis in the spring. So we're trying to figure out our workers in the right high vis gear, and can equipment operators and motorists see them? So it got me kind of thinking. Who's the most visible person at every single carnival or sometimes at 4th of July or circus or nighttime events? It's that dickhead that comes around and he's got the flashing lights on. He's got like the cowboy hat with yep. the LED lights that are circling around it, the glow sticks in his hand. Has one in his mouth. Yep, one in his mouth. Yep. Like he's wearing some big goofy shirt dressed up as Uncle Sam like Apollo Creed and uh, Rocky Four before he gets killed by the Russian. He comes out and he's doing the whole like yeah. rotating his hands and stuff like that. Usually they uh, 
they got like a, a fan with like an LED that squirts water. It costs you $15 and your kids will pull on your pants to be able to grab yeah. that. So visibility is important. You notice that guy. And there's a reason that he dresses like that when he comes yeah, yeah, rocking yeah. through on, uh, on 4th of July. ANSI 107 is, uh, I say that's, that's kind of what it's there for. And, you know, when you still look at it, there's still a ton of people getting struck by. And ANSI 107 really was meant to kind of take into account that there was traffic moving around people. And it's usually always was in, you know, in a, in a road system. Yeah. But more often than not, people getting backed over, run over with equipment is still in a regular construction area. So despite the fact that you think you might only need it in an area where you're working on, you know, roads, right. that's not necessarily the case. I mean, anywhere where you have that, you know, equipment that's moving around, you know, a person, then by all means, definitely need to uh, have people maintain visibility. And, you know, 107, again, has those classes, and they've kind of, you know, ANSI 107's changed, and there was just, you know, the most recent release that kind of did some different things and made a lot of sense. But, you know, a lot of it was, uh, you know, it, it, as it stands now, you know, kind of your, your, your class two, your, uh, a class one is really just kind of like uh, probably what you see most of the kids at a uh, grocery store pushing all the carts around. Safety you know? patrol. Yeah, something like that where it's not doesn't actually have uh, any retro-reflective tape on it. It's just typically just a yellow vest. Right. Um, so when you get to class two, basically, you know, again, uh, under 107, there's so many square inches of material that you have to have, and then so many square inches of the tape, and the tape has to go 360 degrees around. And the problem with that became, you know, you couldn't find a size small or extra small vest because to hit that requirement. So now with one of the current revisions in 107, you know, that, that kind of bleeds in that uh, you can have a small or extra small vest. So, you know, you don't have this kid weighing, you know, 120 pounds that, you know, has a, has a 4X, you know, right. vest on him kind of floating in the wind. So is there something to that then that you have to have like more reflective material on a smaller vest or is that not No, there's just case? a guideline that basically says that you can, you know, in those size small, you can go below what That's was the limit. original, you know, kind of, and who knows where they came up with how many inches of it, but that's the, that's the rules or whatever. Okay. So where you kind of mentioned that it started mostly for motorists. You know, guys yep. that are, like, out on the highway and stuff like that. So, I, I think distracted driving has become even more of a... Well, there, there's actually thing. some people that sit there and say that it's, you know, despite the fact that you maintain visibility, there's, 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 a, rule, there's a rule or there's a thought out there that it may make it more dangerous. Okay. Because people tend to drive towards what they see. Yeah. You know, it's just a natural reaction is, you know, Turns as, as, as you look at it, you know, you're, you know, you're going to drive towards what you think that you see. Hmm. So I don't know how real that is. Obviously it's not big enough that they're going to pull everybody out and just have them just stand in there and something yeah. that you can't see. But, you know, 
um, you got so you got your class two, and then you got your class three, and you know it's proximity to traffic. But the next thing is how fast are they kind of going? Uh-huh. So you know, in a class three, you want to be more highly visible because people the rates of speed that people are at, you know, they need to see you farther away. And class three also kind of has a thought process of I don't want you to look like a barrel. So most of your class three devices will have a sleeve. Versus uh-huh. class two, you know, there's usually not uh, how to say sleeves and reflective tape on the sleeve. So yeah, you could have a class two sweatshirt, but class three sweatshirt would also have that retro reflective material on the sleeves also. Okay. Or um, I think in some cases you can get by with like a class two vest, but then add something to the legs. Like a pant could be reflective, yeah, yeah, or yeah. add like a leg gaiter. You can, you can, yeah, you, you leg, can leg gaiters. It's called. I think they refer to it as a series E device. Yeah. So in this ANSI one hundred and seven, there's a a list of stuff in series E that you know would complement a class two vest to get to a typically a, or what what they would call class three visibility. Right. Because I like those guys that are out like on Muscle Beach. Sometimes you, you drive by the construction sites and they're. Oh, they like to wear their vest with no shirt on yeah. underneath it, so they can get the they, Hulk Hogan. They look like bronze, they're, like bronze like arms. Like weather, you know? Yeah, it's like they need some moisturizer. Yeah, I saw. Some, I don't know if you saw. There, there's some photos that came out of Hulk Hogan like recently, and he just is like pure brown, like straight. Looks like he's covered in like almost shoe polish. He's so dark these days. Yeah, and, he's and got the muscle that. that's not aging too well. I'll show you. I'll show you the. Uh, I'll get, hit him. Get on the gold Google after this, and I can show you some yeah, photos of that. That'll. Yeah, he's. I'd say, he's always kind of gone after that whole, whole look. Him and uh, Ric Flair, or whatever, yeah. where they just, you know, the contrast, almost, the white hair, almost unhealthy kind of look <laughs> to it. Yeah. Is that because of the sun, or is that because of the steroids? Yeah, you never know. Or okay, so we got. Uh, what do we got in? Uh, 2015 is when I have this stat from, but it said 96,000 crashes in work zones and 130 worker fatalities on road construction sites. That was just in one year alone. So I'd rather be seen. And uh, and those aren't, and again, those are, those statistics don't roll into, you know, I'm pushing dirt, not on a road system. Yeah. And back over somebody, you know, it could be mining, it could be rail, it could be, you know, it'd be a number of different places that are not, you know, highway type statistics. Farm, so, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a major. And I mean, like, there's things in the standard that are, you know, how to say, it's going to continue to kind of, you know, some days I sit there and I'm like, is everybody going to be just walking around and have this lime or orange, you know, type gear? And uh, it'll be interesting, to, interesting to to see that. And you know, I guess where my head was going with that is like in under CSA, or and they use it a lot in rail. The backs will have an X on it. Yeah. And that whole thought process is, if I see an X, I can tell that that guy cannot see me. Yeah. Because his back is turned to me. That kind of stuff makes a lot of you know, that makes a lot of logical sense to me, but it's not you know it's not in the newest standard, but it you know we're starting to sell more and more of them. We're starting to see people pay attention to that. Right. I I think uh, that's where that company that we work with a little bit with Viz Reflectives 
Yeah. That have some of the light up stuff too. I wonder yeah. if that'll become a. Well, I always call that I call that two point So it's you know, it's you know when you talk about high vis clothing, it's all centered around there's a light source. Right. So you either have Headlights. to have sunlight to where you can see the line, or you got to have like headlights on a car or whatever vehicle yeah. that shine out and then bounce off that retro reflective. But the the vis reflectives. Uh, in a low and no light situation, right. and maybe you know, there's there's not a light source that's going to illuminate it. It it maintains visibility through the phosphorescent compound in it that kind of glows in the dark. Yeah, every once in a while you'll see a a creeper out there. What do they call? Uh, I don't know what you called it back in Kentucky, but it, at my high school it was always called a padiddle. A padiddle was like when you had one headlight. So one headlight's burn out and one headlight's there and it was a padiddle or some guys will hit the, you have to hit the roof and then the last person to hit the roof gets punched when somebody calls out a padiddle. What did you call it when there was one headlight on a car? Nothing? Nobody ever yelled no. anything out? No. <laughs> some guy's driving out with one headlight and no. it's called a padiddle. No. Never. No. You know, you were always scared that you are going to hit him because you kind of thought it was a motorcycle. Right. Yeah, but no, we didn't, we did not have this padiddle thing which you speak of. <laughs> So that's an actual legitimate thing. I that is what it was called. I don't. I didn't invent it. I'm not claiming to be the guy that put it on Urban <laughs> but Dictionary. But it could just be like a whole Clinton thing or something, right? Yeah, it could. It could be a Midwest Iowa yeah. sort of thing that started around here. I don't know. Padiddle. Yeah. Not the another, another thing for the Google. Thing I have to Google. Yeah. <laughs> another thing for the Google. All right. So not all high vis apparel is created equal. Um, what you wear, kind of. You mentioned the X on the back for you know certain. Yeah, but things. I mean, well, I mean, it's it's transformed for you know your rainwear. Now you're seeing rainwear in class two and class three, um, which arc, make, arc makes a lot of sense. Yep, you're you're seeing uh, if you're around hot work, you can see stuff that. And see, that's one of the one of the funny things that we always get asked about is I need a high vis class two, but I want it in cotton. Right. And like that really does not hardly exist. And after doing some research a couple of years ago, because people it just kept coming up, and finally I'm like, why the hell is there not? Well, when you take a hundred percent cotton garment and you put the lime yellow into it, right? Well, there's a there's a thought process that it has to go so through so many laundrings, and after you launder it, then you're it's still supposed to be able. You know, I don't know exactly how they measure the brightness of it, but the yellow still has to be so bright. Right. Not like not like uh, Joe Joe Dirt, the construction worker, where he's got a alleged high vis vest, and you look at it and you're like, man, that's missing half the stripes. It looks like he may have used used it to clean something off. I mean, you can't even see it anymore. And we're gonna get into that in our dumbass of the week. Okay. So, so be easy on. Don't bury the lead on that. Oh, one. I'm sorry. It's all good. I digress. So, so yeah, so there's different, you know, I've seen some where they're impregnating it with uh, kind of like an insecticide. Yeah. You know, so that it's got like bug spray into the fiber and ones that allegedly filter out more sunlight. So, you know, it's kind of like a sun barrier also. Yeah. Then you got... You breathability. Know, breathability on it. Is it a bird's eye mess or is it a solid? And like we said, a moisture wicking material. Is it FR? Is it not FR? So then, you know, there's even little stupid caveats like, you know, certain parts of the the country, they'll use orange versus lime based on uh, 
you can have uh, bee attacks. Mm-hmm. Certain co- certain colors insects will want to attack. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. So oh. so when you go down south, there's some differences there. I know, like railroad uses orange. Yep. Yep. Railroad uses orange. Um, Seems like medics and EMS are like a lot. Of yeah, well, way. in that whole standard too, there's uh, different cuts of garments, so that you know, like a law. If you're a law enforcement guy, obviously you need to be able to get at your gat. So right. the way that you can, how to say, you can that one can be cut up a little bit okay. more to, so that you can access, you know, access your your weapon or whatever. Cuffs yeah. or taser or whatever yeah. they're going after, but you know the traditional vest was so long that it inhibited what they were, you know, what they were trying to do. Okay, and then you can kind of get into, especially in a vest, you start talking pockets. <coughs> oh my goodness! Enclosures, and then the pockets you still got to be able to have enough striping to cover. So where is the striping? Does it have mic tabs? Does it have a badge holder? Somewhere to hold your tablet. Yeah, that you have on there, your notebook, is your it pens, actual, or tools. You know what was funny is you know we we had sold surveyors vests for a couple of years before I I knew found out that they're actually for surveyors, right? And like there will be little grommets where little grommets are where they pull the marking you know, that uh, I said marking tape out of, yeah. Like when they're wrapping it around stuff, and so that's the surveyors. How about uh, how about orange? <coughs> Not necessarily the color of orange, but some of the vests, the striping has orange around it. So it's a yellow vest, yeah. and the striping's got orange. I know uh, there's different states dual, that require... Du- dual contrast or whatever like that. So. Yeah, so that's probably something that's more of a what the regulation is, DOT in that specific state. Like, I think Iowa, it's okay to have silver. And yeah. in Illinois, you're supposed to have the orange around the silver. So I'm sure everybody's, it's state to Everybody's state got different. a little different flavor. One so. other thing that comes to is... Uh, logoing so when you put a logo on a vest you know you can't put you can't really nascar up the vest so much theoretically you shouldn't because again it goes it gets back into that there's so many square inches right of the background material that you you have to maintain so you know if you put a motley crew back patch on there yeah you remember back in the day when you'd have a blue jean jacket and literally that whole back thing no you you can't really do that yeah frowned upon that's what I had a customer that wanted me to put six different logos. It was on a t-shirt, but it was six different logos. It was like three or four, like they belong to this association and then this is their partner and they wanted the American flag and then their logo was on the back and then safety first was on the front. And it got to the point where I was like, we got to be real careful here what we're looking at. But um, how about uh, closures? So like I know... Some companies, it has to be a tearaway vest. It can be a five-point tearaway. A lot of times where that comes in is, do you have something that you can get caught in? Yeah. You know, where it's going to pull you into, you know, the classic wood chipper or whatever. So to where, be able to tear off, yeah. To where, yeah, so when it goes, it literally, it'll be a five-point, so it'll break away, you know, multiple different places, shoulders, sides, front, you know, so... If it, you know, it'd be kind of fun to have that on a job site because you just imagine just walking up to your buddy and just, you know, ripping that right <laughs> off. Just, just taking him right out of his vest. It's always like in basketball, you'd someone would be wearing tearaway pants. No. <laughs> you'd come up right behind them and just yeah. rip them right off and they're in their whitey tighties. Yeah, gotta, gotta love that stuff. So, no, I would, I mean, so the configurations are just, it's nuts anymore. So, um, how to say, and, and everything. Drives a cost, you know. Yeah. Do you, you know, do you want a uh, 
an opening for a D-ring in the back. So if you're wearing fall protection, you can, um, you know, have that pass through for for your D-ring. I mean, there's right any any infinite. I mean, yeah, the piping can be different colors. Yeah, right, like Kishko does a nice job of they like there's the tape, but then they'll take the tape around yeah. the vest, and you really can't tell until you you go and they show you, you know, in the dark, and they put a flashlight on it, and then you're like, oh, I kind of get it right now because now it kind of looks like person standing there versus yeah, what the hell is that? Right. Well, there's another difference though is the differences in tapes. Sometimes, oh yeah. You know, each tape reacts differently. Yep. Um, you know, the, the industry standards kind of 3M has, I think it's called scotch light. Yeah. But it's all just a, you know, a bead that again, when it gets light, it reflects it out and it reflects out a lot of times brighter than what it comes in. Okay. So it kind of has a, uh, prismatic effect. So here's a question for you. Do you call it yellow or do you call it green? High-vis color. So that's that's Do one I? thing. That, yeah, I'm just curious what your thought. I know it can be yellow-green. It can be high-vis. You can call it lime. Yeah. Some of them look more yellow than lime. Yeah, yeah. So it's the differences. But, but that's amazing how many people are like, look at the same color. Yeah. It's like that, that uh, thing that went viral a couple years ago where it's like, what color is this dress? Is it white or is it whatever, gray or something, whatever the color was. Do you remember that? No, it's, you're drawing blanks. You're looking at me. No, it's like different no. people could look at the same picture and think it was a different color, depending on how your eyes focused on like what item you were looking oh, at. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. So our team kind of shared this story with us. Um, so I kind of wanted to pass it on. There was a story about these guys in Australia that wanted to see how far that they could get by just wearing a safety vest around. Like you put on a safety vest, just everybody thinks that you're official. So like they just walked right into the zoo and went around and they didn't have to pay or anything like that nobody stops you because you just walk in with a vest on movie theater mm-hmm. just walk right past the guys in the movie theater and go right into a movie and just watch the movie wearing a vest the only thing that I can see making that more legit is if in block letters on the back of it it says Security staff or staff yeah. <laughs> you can do that staff they, of what they did a uh, Coldplay concert supposedly they went to the first one and they got turned away at a Coldplay concert. They just went to a different entrance, walked right in and were able to watch the concert <laughs> go around and didn't have to pay for anything. So, well, you do look legit when you're wearing a vest. So do well, not be nobody would typically do that just on purpose. Right. Unless, unless you're trying I, to make, I a, wonder if there's probably, viral. there's probably some kind of phobia that phobia getting hit where maybe, just want to wear high vis all the time. All the time. Well, yeah. shoot, I'm sure you've been at a bar or something like that. You see the guy that comes in from his day's work, coming oh, in dirt, yeah. yep. you know, wearing his high vis. And so that guy will bring you to the dumbass of the week. Look at that segue. It's the dumbass of the week. Dumbass of the week here is the guy, and. I don't even know the guy's name, but I've seen him a million times. So wears a ve- he wears a, a safety vest, usually from the the late 1990s. He's had it since he's wor- you know he's worked for the company for 20 years. He's had the same vest. It's over the top of his Nirvana starter kit, uh, flannel shirt, and his ripped jeans. Mm-hmm. He's got that going. He's head banging with his Sony Walkman on. You know he's got the whole routine down. His vest covered in dirt. The striping's all cracked. 
and it could barely be classified as yellow anymore. It's high vis, um, so the striping's kind of there for a reason. So yeah. that was what you started getting into earlier. Yeah, was but it's amazing how t- how many times you you see those, and it's kind of like why are you even, why are you even bothering? Well, because some people will think though that but this I mean, is my high vis vest, so I'm still wearing a high vis vest, not yeah. realizing that. There's only so many washings. The sun will start to damage the, you know, you lose that. If your striping starts cracking or starts peeling off, throw it away. Get another one. Go get another one of those $6, right. $6 vests. And, you know, I can't be any more comfortable. Got to stink because, yeah. I mean, I don't know of a lot of people that Launder them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're supposed to be laundered. Yeah, you can wash them twenty-five times in some, or fifty times, or whatever it is. You're supposed to be able to wash them, but I I I never also had to wear one. Though I don't know how many people would actually do that. Right. And like, let me throw out while we're talking about that, like, there's now uh, ERB has one that's called Girl Power. So it's cut for it's cut for a woman. So it's kind of got the the hourglass shapely figure instead of right. you know women don't want to walk around and just the cardboard square, box square like box. a robot costume pretty yeah. much so the reason this guy's the dumbass of the week is because it's i guess that's an ignorance thing that i guess it's the same guy that's wearing the the hard hat it's, it's, that's all it's, beat yeah, up it's, it's like ignorance that. but it's also like a complacency like you know some you know not thinking through that i'm, I'm complacent i've done it so i'm gonna keep doing it instead yeah. of I like this one. This is the one I wore. It's my lucky vest. Yeah. It could be. But if you work with that guy, or you're that guy's boss, or you're the safety person that's over whoever this person is, that's an easy one to to notice like, well, and to point out and say, hey, get in, a new vest. Gets in to see something, say something. I mean, right. we, we keep talking about that. And, I mean, most epic safety fails, somebody, somebody standing around with... Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if we should do that. Yeah. And somebody didn't say anything. And you're starting to see more sites that are having that whole stop work, you know. Yeah. Anybody sees something wrong, somebody says something, the whole job site. And let's, you know, while I'm sure that the uh, bean counter counter financial people are going to go, no, 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 don't stop. Do you know how much that costs? Right. Well, you know, it also costs a lot if you... Somebody gets hurt. Somebody gets hurt. Yeah, I don't know how often you drive by someone doing road construction or someone on the side and their vest is just covered in dirt. And it's like, you can't even, it's not reflecting anything any longer. Yeah. So it's a disaster. So throw them away, get a new one. Dumbass. Anyways, let's move on to uh, our kind of Q&A for the week. Uh, number one, what is the advantage of a six point versus a four point versus an eight point versus a hundred point suspension? You know, realistically, realistically, not much. There's really no difference, especially in like a type one. I guess, you know, there's things out there that would say in a, in a, a type two where there can be side impact. Most hard hats are a type one that you see out there, which means that they are tested for something to strike the top yeah. of the, you know, not like a, a side force, like something swinging in from the side. It's meant you know, to, for a glancing blow from the top. Right. Um, so there's realistically nothing given there because um, the energy is, how to say, going to be dispersed through 
the suspension into the head and neck yeah. anyway. So there's nothing. There's no real magical physics experiment. But you know, one could argue that if it was a side, there would you know the way that that suspension may fit may be better. But realistically, there's there's no difference. It's more of a uh, so it could be a comfort. Yeah, it's more thing, of a maybe. comfort. Because some every suspension is different, so find a suspension you like and and wear that one. Because I mean, hard hats, you know, all day. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, it's not like a to, fun thing to wear. I don't like to put one on. Even go to like a job site, it messes up my hair. It's oh, exhausting. you get that Fred Redoubt all just messed up. Versus, no, I just don't like you. Man, you come out forehead looking like Peyton Manning. Yeah, you, you that literally just forehead. got that whole. And you know, really, if you're putting it on, you got to kind of tighten it down. So yeah. I mean, you can almost develop a headache on it. But yeah. Number two, how about can we use qualitative fit testing uh, for a full face respirator? This is one that I, I was incorrect on. It was, uh, you know, you can do whatever you want or you can do what the standards say. Right. And basically where it get kind of gets to is a qualitative fit test is kind of just what it says is it's kind of a qualitative. It's not a quantitative. It doesn't go in there and really... Uh, check the real math. Right, it's not computing numbers. Yeah, so when you when you're you're always trying to measure particles when you're doing that. So again, when you're in you know a a, a, a full face respirator, you've got a APF that's higher, a lot higher. Mm-hmm. So you know five times that of what just a regular tight fitting face piece. You know regular dust mist half face respirator which has an APF of ten. You got significantly higher so basically when you when you go to the standard OSHA points to the fact that you would need to do a quantitative fit test on anything that is higher than an APF of 10 and again just to reiterate you're going into something that's a lot bad a lot worse for you a higher concentration yeah. so you need to make sure that you're filtering at a you know at a at a rate of you know if you got the APF of 50 you can be 50 times whatever the, you know, the, depending on whether you're going through a TLV or a PEL or, you know, whatever yeah. you're measuring against. All right. So maybe I spaced out mid-conversation, but did you answer that question? Can So you, you cannot, right? You have to, on a full-face respirator, yep. you have to quantitatively fit test it. Okay. So that's, nobody's putting, you're not putting on yes, stuff. Yes, theoretically, theoretically, theoretically you could. If you were only going to get an APF of ten, okay, you could, you theoretically could, qualitatively fit test it, but you're not going to get above an APF of ten. And a sign of perfection requires fifty, correct? Well, depends on what you're in. Okay. So if I am in something where where I can have, um, how to say, if it's ten. I can have. So you can wear a full face respirator in an application where a half face respirator would most likely suffice. Correct. Okay. You can get that APF of 10. So you could go 10 times. But once you're to 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 times, whatever that, that limit is, you're going to have to be up to the quantitative. Got it. All right. When working with a tripod, why is there a retractable on one leg and a hoist on the other leg? And what's the difference between the two? A lot going on there, and it's probably uh, in confined space, entry and rescue, 
people don't get it. They think when you have because a lot of times they'll call they'll call the actual device a three way. Yeah. So people create an extra way that is not what it's what it's used for. Right. So when you have the rescue SRL, it's meant to be fall protection. So when I'm going down the hole, I have fall protection on. So if I fall, just like a regular SRL, it will lock up and stop me. Three way down the hole. I'm with you so far. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. So you got that part of it. And then you complement it by the fact of if the man goes down, we hit the plunger assembly and we crank him back out. So that's that's taking somebody up. Well, the problem is people think that, oh, well, if you can crank them up, you ought to be able to lower them. And that's where the, uh, if you have that extra device hanging off there, that's a man-rated winch. So you use them at the same time. So if you're, let's say you got a, uh, a bosun chair or something that the guy's sitting on, and then you put that man-rated winch into that yeah. well you connect the fall protection to him so if he falls he still has fall protection yeah so if the winch fails there's still fall protection there okay so again you cannot lower somebody with just a standard rescue um srl okay fair enough all right so earlier we were talking about the the carnival worker the fourth of july guy that's got all his LEDs on there, so it kind of got me thinking about being seen. And as you drive by, who do you see on the road? So Children. Children should be seen, not heard. Children. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about the Little Caesars guy that plays like the oh, cardboard guitar. Those guys. Know, in my town, it's all, it's always like a guy that kind of looks like Santa Claus. So I don't know. Maybe it's the same guy that does Santa Claus in the winter. When it starts warming up, he goes out with his Little Caesars guitar. He's really strumming or really playing along. Well, I know of a couple places that I, you know you go by, and it's just how they can. I mean, they do that hours on end. Yeah, hour after hour after hour. So you got some Uncle Sam at tax time. Yeah, the guy dressed up. Or as the Uncle Statue Sam. of Liberty. Statue of Liberty, another yeah. one holding it right out on the corner there. Yeah, <laughs> for, um, for trying to think what else. H and R Block or somebody like that. Yeah, but it's always kind of look at me or the guy that. Uh, I say, 125% off everything in the store must go today. Always furniture. It's yeah, always furniture. Yeah, it's like, we're going out of business. And then all they do is open back up like in two weeks. So yeah. is, is, was it going out of name. business on that truckload of furniture or what's going on there? I'm waiting for the Toys R Us stuff to get down bottom barrel unless somebody saves them here. Mm, that's a whole different thing. Not, not happening. That wouldn't appear so. Well, you know. Every time I went into the Toys R Us, there was a bunch of people in there. So the only thing I can think of is, is everybody goes in there, you know, kind of messes around with the toys and then goes and buys it off Amazon. Yeah. You know that that had to be part of the reason that they, they didn't make it. Well, that's, I think that's a whole other conversation. But they got a, how, how about the blow up wacky wavy guy? You go outside like a cell phone place and it's got yeah. the, the thing that's just blowing up in the air and the arms are moving around. Yeah, used cars. They always got the big gorilla standing yeah, outside the, or something. The like wacky that. wavy guy, he's in, isn't he in a commercial now? Well, it's like a, probably in a million commercials. Yeah. There's a funny, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia episode. It's got the wacky wavy guy and the D, the girl. Yeah. Watch show, she 
that's how she dances. So oh. they show her dancing the exact same dance next to the wacky wavy guy. And then the classic of bikini girls. When you're trying to have a car wash and you're driving by and you're wondering, oh, hopefully that's college girls that are out there standing there that yeah, I'm peeking at as I drive I don't, by. I don't think you'd see that as much as no. you used to. You don't. It used, you know, back in the 80s, maybe early 90s, that was, that's how you'd kind of get them drawn in. You yeah. Know, you'd, you'd have like a, I don't know, like a senior class project or whatever like, right. you you and you you get out there the rest <laughs> of us ugly bastards are going to be back over here we're going to be the ones sons yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's probably frowned upon these days now you got to go heartstrings on that so it's got to be girl scouts yeah. or it's got to be orphans or something like that oh yeah trying to draw people in, Some, so. something to yeah yeah so classic all right so let us know uh, kind otherwise, of Otherwise, you Otherwise, you're going to have a whole bunch of people standing out there with signs picketing your car wash. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. There's this people is, across the street. This is demeaning. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Yeah. They have rights, too. And it's like they volunteered to do it. They didn't want to wash the cars. And I, I feel like we could, we could get, this could get away from us. So we'll call this one an episode today. Uh, let us know what you thought about today's show. Please review us on iTunes. Uh, reach out an email. So again, I'm Fred at quadcitysafety.com. You can hit me up anytime, any of our social media platforms. Um, we've even got a little surprise for you guys if you if you leave us some comments. So maybe some free products, a little bit of swag. We even got some candied bacon right to on. be able to shoot on out to you. So That's good. Point is, we need you to keep coming back, telling your buddies about us. So help us make safety an everyday conversation. So again, thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, tune in every week. We'll be back next week. So in the meantime, if you got questions, quadcitysafety.com, blogs. Uh, you can schedule a consultation. Um, we're here to help make sure every worker makes it home safe. Safety has no quitting time. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening in to Dave and Bacon Safety Tales, brought to you by Quad City Safety. Send us your questions on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter at Quad City Safety. Hashtag safety tales. Or email them to Fred at quadcitysafety.com. He's the guy keeping this mess of a show in line. And if you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It's a kick-ass way to show that you care about safety.